0: Are you too lazy to research the hottest games of 2023? Then this episode's for you! Welcome to Tabletop Shop. (laughs)
1: Welcome back to the tabletop shop podcast i am one of your co-hosts nate clark and seated across the world from me is your other co-host mr cody pennington that's a new one isn't it, it is it's like it's worked out so perfectly because we've actually recorded and like <laughs> being in so many like different like if it was across the city and then it was across yeah. the room and then it was across the table and now it's across the world it's just it was an accidental that's intro awesome, that man. like works so well kind of with our situation
0: well, we just got to keep this up. Keep changing things up. Maybe we can do a across the continent. State,
1: continent, country, lake. Yeah. We'll do country Maybe soon. we go to a lake Dude. sometime.
0: Hmm? Galaxy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we get like faster than light communication. So we don't have like minutes or hours of hey, latency. Hey, we'll just use Starlink. Then, yeah, we use Starlink. You'll be on Mars. I'll stay in America because I like America. <laughs> And this is the world of America. I I guess I like that Mars and America (laughs) apparently equals there. Okay.
1: Well, Well, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, It for me it feels like it's been a while. Um, In in a way, it hasn't. I guess to listeners because we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes. But in reality, I have been out of the country uh, for almost two months. No, a little over a month now. Uh, And yeah. Yeah, basically, I mean, a little bit. I'll just give a little bit of backstory. Basically, I went and got yeah, married. Give, give us the hot days. Yeah, I went man. and got married to a German girl, uh, and she is waiting on her visa to come back to the U.S., so I'm in Germany till that happens. Um, yeah, and it's, it's been interesting. Uh, right after getting married, basically, I got strep throat, and then right as I was getting over that, <laughs> my awesome. gums got infected <laughs> around my wisdom teeth, uh, so awesome. I had those pulled out about four or five days ago. Uh, but I feel pretty good now. And that's my life. All right. How are you that's, doing, Cody?
0: That's great, man. It's good to hear. I'm fine. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what? how do you follow that life up, Life right? is pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Have I had any tragedies recently? Recently? Not really. I sent you the picture of um, the little tactical hand management combat game. Is that, that a tragedy? I had an idea for it that they printed off. It's not a well it's an it's an update. Not really a tragedy. Okay. The opposite of a tragedy, a triumph. Yes. How about that?
1: Okay, so you're giving the you're giving uh, the audience a little sneak yeah. peek into uh an, one of your projects, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, this was a project I had in mind quite a while ago. Um uh, it was just going to be something I'd probably get to eventually, not really a a big priority. And then just the other day I was like, you know what? You know what? You know what? This won't take too long to throw together and just make or at least to get a prototype out, like, I'll just do it. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm holding the prototype in my hand. It actually worked pretty well. Well, hearing... Uh, got to keep playtesting it a bunch. Hearing
1: some of the guys you've been talking to, you've been interviewing, it sounds like, in general, they usually have a handful of products, or products, what am I saying? Handful of projects, always kind of on the back burner, ideas, you know, things that are like, yeah. oh, I want to get back to that, I want to get back to that, I want to get back to that. And, you know, the only way to really get back to it is to, like, pull the idea out and you know start working on it
0: yeah well i'll tell you what man we the audience will not have heard the gabe barrett episode yet i think that should be coming out the week after this episode is released but i talked with gabe barrett and you'll hear from him in that episode that he has an idea for a halo board game like get get the rights to that ip make a halo game
1: it's weird there hasn't been one you know but here's the thing you know what they're going to want to do? The trend has been RPGs, if you look at it. So, like, the Skyrim mm. RPG just came out. There's um, yeah. a Witcher RPG coming There's out. There's another one. There is. Elder Scrolls
0: Betrayal of the Second Era is coming out, too. Really? Well, it, it's another Elder Scrolls one.
1: Interesting. But then also, Stranger Things has an RPG coming out next year. Yeah. Really? Um, so, that's like. If they want to, if Halo wants to do something with their IP, they'll probably do that because there's so much money in it too. You know, you get this like huge Kickstarter and all the fans are like, I need all those like Covenant minis, you know, and like pretty soon it's like everyone's spending 200 bucks on their Halo RPG. That's the route they're going to want to go with it
0: kind of no matter what, I feel like. I mean, if it was remotely competent, I would get it. What about the Elder? Actually, I'm just saying that in general. I
1: was going to say, what about the Elder Scrolls one? But I've heard mixed reviews actually on how that actually plays. And that's that's what I you know we've yeah. talked about this. We worry so much about IPs being used, and it's like, is this just a cash grab? Is there actually a game here? And Kickstarter's also are notorious <laughs> for this. For like, look at all these flashy, huge minis, and oh, there's there's no game. It's sure it's, big gimmick. Yeah, so.
0: You're buying toys at that point, not games.
1: All right. Well, speaking of games, Cody, whoa, whoa, what?
0: Well, whoa, dude, dude, you you broke my train of thought. Where oh. I was going with this whole Halo thing. Ah, okay. Is if a Halo game gets made. Then we will have a foot to send an email to old Marty O'Donnell and get him on the show.
1: Oh, okay, I like where you're going you, with that.
0: You know what I'm saying? I did some research and I found his his email. Um, <laughs> okay. So so I, I have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been he's been good about coming on to at least a lot of Halo YouTubers <laughs> shows. So like he does a lot of interviews and whatnot. Basically, you're
1: just like. We need to interview Martin O'Donnell. We just need an excuse because this is a board game (laughs) show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, That's funny. I mean, I consider that we could just start um, a soundtrack podcast just for that purpose. And then as soon as we get him on, we'll just cancel the show after that.
1: (laughs) It's just a one-hit episode. Just a little hit and run. (laughs)
0: All right. Classic.
1: What have you been playing, I guess, this week, but kind of... I don't know. Maybe just kind of. What are your highlights from since the last time you yeah. recorded? Kind of. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I'll just say a quick note to you, audience members, peoples, peoples listening to the airwaves with your your headphones and whatnot. If if Nate and I sound real off, it's because again we're we're across the the, the world from each other. So maybe yes. we got some latency up in here, but that's okay. Yes. Um. Hey, do it's been so long, man. Do I usually start or do you usually, you, start, you usually start games? You usually start. Okay. All right. Okay. Do-do-do. Well, we got some Grand Austria Hotel action oh, up in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just got that. I've been looking for that game for probably a year, and the, it has not been in print. And it really? just got in print, homie. So I nabbed it. Um, it's pretty fun we actually haven't finished the game yet we, like learned it and started playing it late last night okay uh and then it was late so we're tired so we're going to finish it today uh, but but we got a really good overview of how it works and the basic mechanics i will say i was just a little bit not quite let down maybe slightly disappointed in that it's not quite as thematic so i was hoping it would be and this is what kirsten was really excited for she likes little uh contract fulfillment type games where you take care of the people you know uh-huh. you fulfill their orders and it's kind of like that but it's basically just uh an interesting euro with some theme stamp i was on just it. at least that's my, yeah opinion.
1: i was just gonna ask if it from what i know i feel like it's just a pretty straightforward euro
0: mm-hmm. with i mean how i approach games like this is to me it's just a new puzzle to solve and as long as it's pretty interesting yeah uh, i don't mind if it's just another euro yeah me too so, yeah, got that., uh, we got back into playing Jaws of the Lion. Awesome. We <laughs> I went back and looked through my list of games I've played by month so I could see when we last played it. and it was literally December of last year. <laughs> wow, is is when we played it. We played the five learning scenarios because it has five learning scenarios. Yeah. and I don't really remember what happened. We enjoyed it, but it you know, it's a lot of work to keep it out, taking up space on the the dinner table, so we just put it away and. Never got back to it but now we're back in it it's awesome man yeah how do you like the um it makes me want to get gloomhaven
1: yeah i've never played jaws of the lion or even actually seen it out but i know primarily it uses um a book as the map right does that pull yeah. away from the theme from kind of like the the theme kind of like engrossing you in the game does that pull away from that at all because like in Gloomhaven, you have map tiles that you put together for each yeah. scenario, you know, which there are pros and cons to that for sure. And actually, a lot of people like the book more because it's not this hassle of all these tiles.
0: Um, that's what I was trying to kind of weigh in my head because I have seen the Gloomhaven tiles. And perhaps that's thematically cooler because you're literally looking at a book and there's the little spiral ring going through the middle of it, <laughs> dividing yeah, right. the pages, which can be a little bit distracting. Uh, but beyond that nah it's it for me it's kind of nice to just have it all in one spot so i don't have to worry about shuffling or looking through a bunch of tiles you just flip to the next page and you're good to go
1: yeah tell me about it
0: yeah so yeah been playing that i sent you that picture of i'm playing hatchet and kirsten is playing the demolitionist Mm -hmm. and i don't think normal gloomhaven does it this way because i couldn't really find any information on it but once you get to level five you get to open a special box that has like Either a new figurine or this extra piece hmm. for your character.
1: Well, Gloomhaven I up has, oh, yeah. has about—I don't know—it has the start like six starting characters and then about fifteen more that you unlock in different ways. Um, oh, it's I see. Kind of like your character has an arc, um, and once you've completed like all the mini objectives for your character, you can retire and start a new one, and you can unlock other ones uh, okay. in different ways. Yeah.
0: Okay, that—that's pretty cool. For how this one functioned, because there's only four characters and you have access to all of them at the beginning. Yeah. But each of them has their own like sealed box that you can only open once you hit level five. So the hatchet, his gameplay prowess, I guess, it kind of centers around um, this card called the favorite that you put down. And he's like a ranged character that throws these hatchets at people. And so you can have your favorite hatchet that it does extra damage to one ranged attack. But then if you retrieve it or hit that same target again, you like continue to do extra damage. Hmm. So it's just kind of this cool, unique token thing. That's cool. So the special unlock that you get is just this little mini that I sent you that picture of this big axe like buried in in a skull. Yeah. And it's just an upgraded version of the hatch. I'm like, oh, man, this is so cool. Until Kirsten opens (laughs) her thing and she's got this giant steampunk mech suit. Yeah, I was a little sad after that. (laughs) Understandable. (laughs) Very much so. We had those moments in Gloomhaven
1: too, where you'd open a box and be like, come on, come on. Oh, the symbol looks so cool. And then you pull out the character and you're like, "Uh, yeah, okay. Not as cool as I was thinking it was going to be actually. (laughs) Or the opposite. You're like, wow, this symbol looks lame. And then you pull the character out and you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Kudos to to Gloomhaven. So yeah, then the other thing of note is we recently got Queen Domino, finally. Ah. And gave that a play. Uh, yeah, pretty fun. It doesn't feel as different from King Domino as I was hoping it would, I guess. But aren't there like multiple it still ways to play few... it? Sort of. It just adds another terrain type is what it does that you can build buildings on. Just a little single square. And then there's this uh, building tile board with a queue of like five or six buildings and then you can buy them and add them to your castle grid thing and you just get extra abilities might be points might be yeah. points based on what you have they might give you these little knights or towers which let you do other things but yeah it, w- it was still pretty fun i mean i'd probably just choose queen domino over kingdom well, sure. at this point yeah
1: yeah but it's a much bigger box it definitely
0: took longer right? yeah yeah it's not massive. It's not like your your standard Euro sized box. It's still a little bit smaller, but it is bigger than King Domino. So yeah, that's me, man. Th- those are my games of note. What what have you? What can you even play <laughs> hey. over there in Germany? What do you have access to? Okay,
1: I actually brought with me Lost Cities and Shot in Totten. Uh, so I've played both of those a handful of times uh, with my wife uh those are both good reiner knizia two-player card games that are kind of i mean yeah they're numbers games reiner knizia i believe has a phd in some sort of mathematics and so like most of his games are like number based um so yeah they're both they're both fun games i think i like shot and totten a little bit more and i think anna likes lost cities a little bit more so we kind of we've gotten plays in for both of them uh those are both really fun two-player card games. Highly recommend for people who like uh, small, kind of thinky little card games. Probably really anything by Mm Knizia falls into that category. But uh, um, Also played Seven Wonders Duel, actually, quite a few times. Uh, That was given to me by someone. Um, So Ana and I have been playing that as well. Nice. I think I've played it four times, and I think I've only won once. So pretty much par oh, for the no, course. Man. Pretty much par for the course there, but
0: I like it a I, lot. I think <laughs> if this makes you feel better, I know I taught it to you the first time, and I think you won that first game.
1: No, maybe. So maybe, there you go. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Well, I beat Ana the first time I yeah. taught her, and then she's beat me since then. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm really looking forward to getting the Pantheon expansion for that game. It's, uh it it adds in this yeah. other action you can take occasionally instead of taking a card from the middle which is huge because sometimes being able to stall sometimes you get put in a position in the middle where you're like "Ah, i don't want to take a card but i have to and they're both bad options and it helps the other person this gives you another thing you can do on the top of the board these cards with special powers kind of um and but Mm. and so that's kind of the main thing is you have cards with special powers but then also it's another way to like hey i can go do this instead of taking a card if i'm cornered into a position that i don't like you know so pretty cool gotcha um and then also i guess i would count quicks which is a dice game i don't know if you're familiar with that uh quicks q w i x x or yeah i think w i x x It's some like weird spelling but um pretty straightforward dice game it's pretty fun though you have like a uh one die of four different colors and then two white dice and you basically roll them You're trying to scratch off as many numbers 2 through 12 uh, for each color as you can, and you're kind of racing against the other person, and you have to go from kind of small to big. But you can go as far up as you want, but then you can't backtrack. And so you're trying to cross off as many as you can, and as many as you cross off, you multiply that by something to get a score for each row. Well, once two rows get finished, the game just ends. So you're kind of racing with the other person, trying to cross off as many as you can, but also trying to actually end it and get more points. Hmm. it's a fun it's a fun little game great little dice game so played that a few times and yeah um I actually just bought I found a used copy of machi Koro with an expansion um, which for those who don't okay. know is kind of the spiritual predecessor to space base in a lot of ways um, so looking forward to playing that and uh, also broom service I don't know if you're familiar with that game uh, I've
0: heard of that one I don't really know how it works uh
1: it's a Kind of a pick up and deliver game, I think. Um, I haven't researched it too much. It won the Kennerspiel Yaras in twenty thirteen, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, but I think there was it's kind of the most it's caused the most upset of any Kennerspiel winner, I think. Uh, because there's a lot of people who I guess apparently didn't feel like it deserved that
0: title. Uh-huh. So but it's supposed to be a good game and I got was it that it just wasn't? super cool or it should have been more like a spiel de jars i think
1: it was more in the spiel des Jahres territory. it was like kind of like this middle ground between the two and uh hmm.
0: yeah but you know
1: it's still one and so like i'm sure it's a good game and from what i've seen it looks pretty cool so yeah looking forward to playing both of those
0: nice all right it's a good list that's a lot of new stuff up in there
1: yeah i guess so things that we haven't mentioned before on the podcast hmm.
0: yeah Go us. Go us.
1: Well, let's, let's talk about something we have mentioned on the podcast, Cody.
0: Ooh. Are you saying that it's time for our Game of the Week segment? Yeah.
1: All right. Our Game of the Week is one of the... I don't know. Would you say it was probably one of the more... I don't know, most popular, but one of the more popular games of
0: 2022, right? Uh, I might. According to Board Game Geek, well, yeah. probably would be considered the most. This game popular. is
1: currently, I believe, number four on Board Game Geek. And yes, for those of you nerds who for some reason have the top 100 memorized, that's Arc Nova. <laughs>
0: I respect you, nerds. I mean, I knew number four was Ark well, Nova.
1: Obviously, I knew that as well.
0: So, you know, don't exclude <laughs> me us. from the
1: nerd group.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lots of self-congratulations going on in this episode. Always, always. So, yeah, Arc Nova.
1: Uh, you want to give a kind of a rundown of Arc Nova?
0: Yeah, Arc Nova is a zoo-based game. It's supposed to be a cool scientifically managed zoo. It reminds me a little bit of Castles of Burgundy in that you have a, a unique starting mat with a hexagonal grid. And then you're slowly putting down these enclosures of different sizes. Might be a, a one hex enclosure all the way up to a five hex enclosure. And on these enclosures, you can um, put animals in them. It's a very large deck that comes with this game. That's going to have mixes of animals and conservation projects you can contribute to. Um, I forget the the other one. It's the blue card that lets you just do do stuff. Lets you do things. <laughs> sciencey things <laughs> but between these cards you're going to be managing your hand um trying to pay the cost to get certain cards out and make sure you have the space to support different animals and those will give you points all, all very euroy y bunch of different mechanisms very. all smashed up there together it uses the um civilization a new dawn action scheme where you have five different cards um in a sort of a power grid from one through five and so when you if you use your number two card it slides down to the bottom and then any cards beneath it get replaced and moved up um, and according to how high it is you get to use that card to that strength which is pretty cool that it's just that it's basically exactly the same as civilization A new dawn it's not really
1: yeah it is but there i wasn't think
0: really anything innovative about that which i
1: think is okay because we haven't as far as I know, really seen that anywhere else. It's not like a really common thing that just keeps getting copied. It's like, yeah, one game did it once and that game wasn't that popular. Let's just take it, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: just make it happen. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And it works so well. It's, it's such a great idea. Yeah, great way to... It's, it's sort of permanent hand management in a way where you always have the same five cards even though it's not in your hand it's down beneath your i mean it's, board. it's
1: action selection really
0: um it's just that the actions change depending on how you use them sure yeah that's a better way to put it probably yeah so there's but the other go ahead oh, i was gonna say the the perhaps gem of this game is the scoring system which i know has been done before i think um Rajas of the Ga- Ga- ganges ganges, ganges? whatever know, that game yeah. is does kind of the same thing but you have two tracks of representing your your appeal for the zoo like how many people you're getting into the zoo and then on the opposite side of the track is your marker for your conservation points like how well you're managing the zoo and contributing i guess to the good of the world and nature and The game ends when you get those two markers to cross and then your score is the difference between those two markers, which is weird because you can have a negative score if you didn't manage to get your two markers to cross and someone else did. So the game ends. Yeah. Then you just feel embarrassed. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot uh, going on in this game. You have kind of your. um, Well, I guess it's kind of a kind of. um, Oh, the word is it's it's the thing that I hate what's the word like uh <laughs> uh patchwork isle of cats all the mountain king what is that oh poly- poly- um, poly- It's um, kind of a polyomino thing going on on your board where you're taking pieces you know from one to five laying them down so you've kind of got that going on uh there's a there's some card drafting going on as well you've got cards in the middle that you can take there's a sideboard where you're uh taking actions uh and then, of course, you've got kind of a tableau thing also going on. Uh, kind of Terraforming Mars style, I guess, where you're playing cards down. Some of them have immediate bonuses. Some of them have long-lasting bonuses that, like, get triggered whenever you do a certain thing. And then some of them are just endgame stuff. Um, so it's definitely a multifaceted game. There's a lot going on. Uh, do you want to just... I don't know. I Do you mind if we just kind of dive in and start talking about what we like? Sure, you go first, right, man. All right, all right. There's a, there's a lot there's there's a lot I like about this game. Um, I'll start with the look. I think the game is, well, it's not particularly like it's not like you walk by and you're just like it just like pulls your head and you're like whoa, what is that game? You know, it's not like it doesn't look amazing like that. Not like something like Everdale might. You know, um, but I really like the art. The art is interesting. It, it kind of looks like. All of the pictures of the animals and stuff are real pictures that then kind of had this filter put over them that makes them look like artistic renditions. Um, I think it's a really cool look for the game, and it it takes away from it just being pictures of animals, like real, actual pictures. And it makes it seem kind of... it gives it a kind of a cool aesthetic to all the cards. Uh, So I like that, and I think the iconography also is really good. The colors are very bright, very different. Um... And it's, most of it is pretty, you like, you pick up on the iconography pretty quickly, I think. Um, so I like all the graphic de- design for the most part. Um, I think the player boards look kind of bland, but it, it's not, that's not that big of a deal to me. Sure. Uh, okay Of course, I love the action selection thing from Civilization. I love that in Civilization. I think it works splendidly, and it does here as well, of course. Um it feels like you kind of always have something good to do. And then there's this annoying thing of like, ah, I want to do this action twice, but once I use it, it goes down. And I like that you can upgrade your cards. You can flip them over. You might get to upgrade two, three, maybe even four if you're lucky throughout the game. Uh, and that's really cool, the flip side. When you get to make those decisions of like, okay, I get to upgrade a card. Whew, whoo whoo. Okay, I might not get to upgrade another one for a while. Which one should I do? You know, which is the most valuable upgrade I can make here? I love that that you know and it varies from game to game it's not like every single game it's like all right yeah obviously I'll do this one first it's it's not like that it's uh there's some good decision making to be had there um so I love that as well and I'm not a huge fan of the polyomino thing the board like putting pieces down on your map like I've never been a fan of that so that for me is kind of the weakest part of the game but it still works pretty well and I feel like there's a lot of cool mini bonuses you can achieve on your board uh so it's not that bad, I actually. Kind of, I think it's one of the better implementations of that that I've done, anyways. Uh, but overall, what I really like is just how well the game comes together. How it has all these different things going on. And you you know, you're drafting cards, you're playing cards. You've got that sideboard where you're taking actions. You've got the other other sideboard where you're like sponsoring conservation projects and contributing to them. And then you've got your own player board and your action selection thing. And it's just, there's so much going on. There really is so much going on. And it's fairly complex. But it just, it just meshes so well. I think it really does. Uh, Both, I mean, I think I've only played it twice, but both times it just left me like feeling very, very accomplished. Even if I didn't win the game, I was just like, yeah, this was like, I did so much. And it was so. It was so much fun, and it was so cool, you know? It's a very... I think the game generally leaves you feeling pretty satisfied. So, hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, okay. I feel like basically everything you just described is what I dislike about the game. Go on. All right, that's great. Okay, but what? what <laughs> uh, you, you talk about
1: what you like, though,
0: all right? But what I like... Um... <laughs> <Okay. All> right. <laughs> it's All got right. a lot of stuff uh i mean i i don't hate the game it's just when i when i think about the game nothing that i particularly like strongly enjoy comes to mind really so it's not like i'm sitting here saying well, i hate this game and there's nothing i like about it it's just i can't really think of you're kind of neutral something that really grips me by the game so i yeah i don't know if i could honestly say like i like this about the game that's interesting i didn't know you'd fallen so like this
1: had fallen so far for you because the couple times we played it together we were both kind of like vibing i felt like uh yeah man how many times have you played have you played it a
0: couple times since then or uh maybe i don't know once or twice Mm -hmm. since then it's really not that much but all right uh, it's kind of funny because if if we listen to that episode we we released just recently, or at least at the time that we're recording this, and we're talking about Ark Nova, and we're both like yeah, and I'm the same. I'm like yeah, it's an yeah, awesome right. game. It's great. And now I just I just don't feel the same way, wow,
1: man. Okay, well, I I go ahead to just just stick your uh, <laughs> your canines into it and rip it apart. I guess what do you, what what is All it about right. this game, Cody?
0: So let's start with this art that you like so much. The thing about the art Nate. <laughs> okay. Is it's like they took a picture, a real picture and <laughs> then put a filter over it. <laughs> I think it looks good. So that you just It's sort of that uncanny valley thing. No. It's like is this supposed to be a real picture? I can't really tell. It's it's I don't know. If someone tried drawing it from scratch, then they're pretty good but not quite good enough to do it realistic and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I'd, I would rather it be... I wouldn't say cartoony, but I'd rather it be obvious huh. um, that it has some sort of artistic drawing style to it as opposed to just a, yeah. a, a weird photograph. Yeah. yeah. And then the overall... I mean, you didn't really say you like this about the game, but just the overall visual aesthetic, yeah, is not particularly no, it's, pleasing. It's pretty... Yeah, that's... Yeah, pretty euro-y. That's true. Pretty, pretty bland. So I guess that just doesn't really get me. But then the how all the mechanisms come together it's like i just don't really care wow (laughs) you know it's to what i feel what i want to see in a game is if you have a bunch of different mechanisms i guess i want there to be some sort of driving force i don't know that makes it satisfying i guess give me ties it all together in a strong way
1: give me an example from another game like one of your favorite games that kind of i don't know embodies what you're
0: what you're trying to say um let, uh, let's just say scythe obviously that's my number one sure. game um you have a you have a lot of different mechanisms going in there you have this unique uh, combat system you have this really intricate um action system and each of those actions has different ways you can upgrade them um you have this board set up with all these different resources and routes and methods of transportation and movement and you take all these different things and you slap them together and it all not only makes sense under this awesome sort of steampunk esque 1920s universe, um, but it's just an awesome theme, and it makes it awesome. So maybe that's the main issue I have with Arc Nova: is the theme mm. is not very gripping okay. to me. So for me, it doesn't re- really feel like there's much to make me invested in having all these mechanisms come.
1: Okay. Together. All right. Well, then I got it. See, I got to play Devil's Advocate here, Cody. So all right, all right. what you got? You got to defend Wingspan now
0: wingspan because that why, why do i want to have to defend it what, what's the problem well, with well so
1: does the theme all kind of like grip you in that one then
0: uh the theme is i would say i would dare say moderately detached from the mechanisms of the game but here here's the dealio i love i love the mechanisms of the game um i i love how it all functions it's it, it's brilliant i guess I, I love the puzzle that it is to solve and then the aesthetic of wingspan kind of brings it all together it looks really sure, nice
1: sure i'll give you that that's the graphic design is is superb in that game
0: Is on point it's like they didn't take a real picture of a the bird <laughs> they looked at a bird and then yeah. they did a nice yeah. artist rendition i gotta say the it.
1: cards are definitely much prettier in wingspan
0: Oh yeah, for sure. As well as the, I mean, the player map. Well, and and I
1: would say not just the not just the bird, like not just the like the bird on the card, but just like everything about how the card designed looks cleaner and better. I I have to admit,
0: that's a good point. Arc Nova is a little bit clunky. It is. They kind of just took that terraforming Mars concept. Well, they're so busy. The cards are so busy. It seems like. Yeah. So I'm I'm not trying to hate on Arc Nova here. It's just one of those games that I was excited for. And I even enjoyed the first game or two, and then I just kind of started declining and said, uh, I really don't actually enjoy this game that much. It's not a bad game. I would dare say it's a good game. And the board game geek community would agree since they made it number four. But there's a reason that I'm trading this to you for Stronghold 2nd Edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you know what? I'll, I'll join in a little bit. Uh, there are definitely things I don't like either. Actually, what I think I like least about this game is the scoring mechanism. The first time we did it, I was like, Mm. wow, this is really cool. It's unique. It's interesting, at least to me. (laughs) I hadn't played a game like that before. Um, I was like, wow, this is a really interesting way to score a game. But the problem is it's it's such an unsatisfying way to score a game because you feel like you're scoring the game, but it's not really. It's actually just a race to whoever can kind of cross their things first. And so if you're thinking about it as scoring points you're thinking about it wrong because very rarely i think well games of this actually come down to oh i had eight points and you had nine points or whatever you know most of the time it's yeah. like ah oh, you beat me you crossed your things before i did uh, you know so you have to think about it as more of a race but the problem is it's a it's like a two and a half three hour game it doesn't feel like a race it drags <laughs> on kind of although I, w- I wouldn't say it drags on as in it feels like it does because i think you're I feel like I'm, in, I'm invested the whole time and interested. It doesn't feel like it's dragging on, but it's a long game. It doesn't feel like a race. The game doesn't, but the scoring is a race. Mm-hmm. So that is a disconnect for sure, right? I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, sure. And then, yeah, like I said, the overall aesthetic is not that great. Also, zoo themes are really not that interesting to me. And likewise, the player mat where you're placing things down, also I don't really care for. Um I do like I do like the I like animal themed games though. I really like all the different cards with different animals. Mm. I think that's really cool. I don't think there's any copies of any cards in this game either, which is also cool because there are a lot of cards. Yeah. Um and so I under I definitely understand some of your points. I think I just I guess I all it, what it boils down to is I just enjoy how the game comes together uh more sure. than you do. So. Yeah.
0: I I get that. I think if I really enjoyed the theme I would probably enjoy the game overall a lot more. Yeah. Yep. But as it is, it's what it is. It's what it
1: is. (laughs) So that is Arc Nova, folks.
0: And what is not Arc Nova is our top five anticipated games of 2023. Yeah, baby. You want to start on this? Because it came out last year. Oh, actually, you know what? Sure.
1: What I want to ask is, um, do you think... So yeah, we're doing our top five anticipated games of 2023 mm-hmm. okay i have two questions first question is how did you make this list how did you research your list
0: okay um i well a while ago i looked up upcoming games in 2023 and just found an article that i scrolled through and i forgot most everything from the article sure. <laughs> and then a couple days ago i watched a like 35 minute youtube video of it was specifically upcoming Kickstarters, but I mean, let's be honest most most games that come out now, for the most part, come out. It as feels a Kickstarter. like it, yeah, yeah. So I just went with that, and that's pretty much what I got my list from. And then I took down notes of maybe about ten of them that seemed interesting to me, and yeah. then I further researched researched them a bit on BoardGameGeek to just, just kind of see more what they were like. I
1: actually the way I started was GeekLists. On Board Game Geek, seeing if anybody on Board Game Geek had put together any lists of upcoming games. So oh, I found nice. a couple lists on there and went through them and you know kind of looked at some of the thing, made some notes. Uh, I checked, actually went to Kickstarter and checked to see what was upcoming on there and Game Found, uh, and I might have done a couple of Google searches also, but I didn't find that too uh, rewarding necessarily. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like I did a pretty good job kind of spreading out, and I kind of kind of came into contact with most of the big releases coming up. So hopefully I didn't miss anything, uh, and I feel pretty pretty confident with my list. I would say
0: so. Okay, I'm I'm moderately confident with my list. The problem with games that haven't come out yet, unless there's already been a you know prototype copies that have been distributed for people to start playing it's hard to get a lot of good information about some of some these, of them So you kind of sure. just have to go off of the theme, who the designer was, what they've done before and the basic concept. All right. Well, so if you ask me any in-depth questions <laughs> about my games, I probably won't be able to answer them. And I'll
1: it. be pretty similar. I think that's just how, that's just how it is. All right. All right. What is your number well, five, Cody? What is your fifth most anticipated game of 2023?
0: Yeah that I took the time to research <laughs> Oh actually okay <laughs> is before I, the oh, other thing oh. I wanted to ask you was
1: if you think there'll be any crossover <gasps>
0: um hmm. I don't there's so many games that are coming out yeah. that I'm guessing' we'll, we probably won't have any but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess just statistically we'll have one maybe two at the most
1: I would also say maybe two That's at the most guess. but I actually think there might
0: be one specifically okay so, we'll see i i bet we're thinking of the same i world. bet we are as well We'll we'll find out later when we get there all okay. right okay i'm also i'm just gonna we're, we're taking way too long to proceed this list but i'm excited to hear what you have uh because i think we probably have different lists and since i only research like one or two lists i'm excited to hear awesome. some other games that are coming out in 2023 all right so let's hit it off with ascendancy is my number five You familiar with Ascendancy?
1: I am not.
0: Okay, there's not much info out on this that I could find, but it is self-described as the ultimate 4X game, like big box style. And I enjoyed quite a bit Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. And from the description of this game, it sounds pretty dang similar, but real big with probably a lot of nice um, production quality going into this. Um, some of the mechanisms it described was engine building, of course, which I love engine building. And if you can maximize that in a 4X game, I, I would be all about that. That's basically Age of Empires at that point, if you think about it, like an RTS uh-huh, uh-huh. computer yeah. game. Getting get your engine built and then you're expanding, exploiting, blah, 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 blah. Um, has a strong upgrading component to it, which just goes hand in hand with engine building. But then they mentioned worker placement, really, which I was intrigued by. Again, this is just basically Board game Geek description list, so you can't really see exactly how it's going to be implemented. But I was like, huh, I do like work replacement. I like to see how that gets played out in a 4X So game. I'm, I, I'm
1: looking at this on BoardGameGeek, and I just want to point out that uh, one of the mechanisms that's mentioned is uh, rock, paper, scissors, Cody.
0: Well, it said rock, paper, scissors scissor style combat, which it actually made me think of Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. Because if you, like you're like, you playing these different combat cards that everyone has access to, that's basically just really advanced rock, paper, scissors. Okay, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, like, Kemet also could kind so, of be a rock, paper, scissors, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I was also put off at first, but then I was like, okay, that's I wasn't that's even
1: put fun. off. I was kind of like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah. this? Also, the designer's name is Matthew Meeple. That's just... Can't be a real that's name. That's not real. That's the stage name. Yeah. So, what's your
1: number five, homie? My number five is uh, a game, more or less, in a series of games, or rather, uh, kind of the same. I don't know IP. I guess. I guess. I suppose it'd be an intellectual property, and that is Terraforming Mars, the dice game. Uh, oh, this is this is well, it's exactly what it sounds like, actually. Um, this one actually, there's a fair you can there's a fair amount of information on this one that you can uh, access, um, and it kind of seems like it's very much like what Roll for the Galaxy was to Race for the Galaxy. It definitely seems simpler, okay. a little more straightforward, a little more clear cut, and it seems like it probably works really, really well. Kind of in the same way that Ares Expedition was such a fluid game, this also looks like it's a very bang, bang, bang like Back and forth, quick turns, flows really well. Um, yeah, it looks great. I mean, and more. I mean, there's not much to say. If you're familiar with Terraforming Mars or Ares Expedition, more or less, it's the same. You have a board, you place like greenery and water on it. You you still have the same three uh, oxygen, water, or uh, yeah, oxygen, oceans, and temperature that you're trying to raise to end of the game. All that's the same, more or less. Probably a, a variation of it. Um, and then you have the cards and you're rolling dice and the dice have different, uh, they produce different things, but you kind of statistically kind of have a pretty good guess of what you're going to get. Uh, similar to roll for the galaxy. You're kind of like, well, I might not get exactly what I want, but there's a good chance, you know, you're kind of weighing the odds. Um, and yeah, it looks pretty smooth. I was honestly, this was the first thing that came to mind when I, when we talked about doing this list, but I didn't think it would make my list. And when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I could see myself enjoying this game,
0: honestly. So, What's ringing perhaps alarm bells to me about this, maybe that's too strong of a word, but Ares Expedition itself was not an implementation of Race for the Galaxy, but it used the Race for the Galaxy concept of how a round plays out. Yes. And now that they're making the dice game... I, I don't know that's an odd parallel to go Ares expedition race and then dice version roll for the galaxy. I
1: don't think it uses the same everyone picks a phase and you flip it over and you know I don't think it
0: uses that okay so it's an implementation of terraforming Mars and not Ares expedition. I believe so yes it feels okay. in that case yeah, it cool feels
1: it. more like terraforming Mars than area and then Ares expedition I think but I could be wrong okay.
0: Well, I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm assuming it's going to be like you said a more streamlined experience, yes. probably a lot Simpler, faster. faster okay. Yeah,
1: but there's there's a there is a definitely a community for that. There's definitely people who want that. So.
0: Okay. Cool beans. Well, how about I hit you up with my number 4? Um, I'm curious if this is on your list or if you've heard of it. I don't know, Rove are you familiar with Rogue? Uh,
1: I am not familiar with this game.
0: All right. Well, let me just blow your your world, man. Okay, your go mind. For it. Ch- change your world. Is it a post-apocalypse? Weird American expressions. No, it is not far from that actually. So, okay. Let's let's take the clock back. You heard of the Crimson Scales. Yes. So, it's a massive Unofficial Gloomhaven expansion that was fan-made and self-published, um, which incidentally used the same artists that worked on Gloomhaven. Okay. So, thematically, like world-building and art, whatnot, it's going to be pretty true to it. So, the designer of the Crimson Scales, or designers, boardgamegeek be- actually doesn't even have a designer listed. That's kind of the weird thing. Whoever these people are, they went on to make the company Addicts Games to start making their own games, like standalone things, not directly connected with Gloomhaven. Um, So Rove is their game that they're making, where again, they brought on the same artist from Gloomhaven, and they're making a similar style game to Gloomhaven. Really? That's going to have a different style card system for how it plays out. It sounds like you're trying to like play and flip over cards and get these combos, I guess. But beyond that, it's still very tactical- um dungeon delving moving around map fighting bad guys just with its own world own story but if you look at the cover um it looks i mean you you, you can see the very similar art style like a lot of the the figures and the yeah i'm looking the at it species or the races yeah
1: yeah hopefully so, hopefully they separate themselves enough from gloomhaven so as not to cause any problems mm-hmm.
0: um but i yeah. would be definitely intrigued yeah that's that is my fear is if this is basically just a weird spin-off that they're trying to pretend is their own thing. But if they can own that, knowing that it is a Gloomhaven obviously style-inspired game, but make it unique enough, I'd be very excited to play For that.
1: sure. Yeah. And hopefully it's the price point is a little more accessible than your than Gloomhaven. So Oh, I sure hope hopefully so. Hopefully it's more of the jaws of the lion area, you know, 25 bucks at Target.
0: <laughs> oh, well, uh I might even be less <laughs> yeah, excited right? about exactly. it at that point. I, I want a big box experience. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's yeah, your number yeah, four? That looks man? Good.
1: Uh, my number four yeah. is a game—the game I know least about uh, of my list. This is a game called Flow. Okay. F L O E. Uh, hmm. I can't tell you much about it. The theme is kind of this Arctic world uh, where you have. I think it's a little sandboxy, where you can kind of do what you want. You can, you can like go out on like I guess like I don't want to say fishing trips necessarily, but you can go out and explore and discover. Um, I think it mentions like looking for a treasure or something like that. Um, so you can go out on like expeditions, okay. kind of. But also you can not, and you can hang back and be a little bit kind of thematically more lazy. But it's still a viable way to play the game, I guess. Um, but the art looks amazing uh, and the world seems really cool. And I kind of like the maybe a sandboxy nature. Uh, but I, I, like I said, I really don't know much about it. It's just like you were saying earlier, sometimes all you have to go off of for a list like this is just what you can <laughs> see and the little bit you're told. And it seems really cool. I don't know when the Kickstarter is going up. I would be surprised, honestly, if this kickstarts and is delivered. In 2023, most likely it's getting delivered in 24 because there's like so little information on it right now. But still, I'm pretty excited for it. It looks really awesome.
0: We need more sandbox games, like good sandbox games. Yeah. All right, Cool Beans. My number three is, as I sort of alluded to earlier, Elder Scrolls, Betrayal of the Second Era.
1: Okay, interesting. So this is
0: going to be another officially licensed elder scrolls game so the designers of this game um, actually like stated contact with the makers of elder scrolls online which if i remember that set like a thousand plus years before the events of skyrim yeah. so it's kind of a more uh, very strong lore-esque world so this game is going to be telling an official story that i, I guess is just canon Um, in that same world so it's a cooperative rpg like character building game just like your standard elder scrolls game but in board game uh form so i'm pretty excited about that i mean if if they can implement it well i don't i don't think skyrim the board game is ranked very high on the geek and i'm guessing it was probably just here's an ip game get some popularity but it wasn't produced super well i'm saying that blindly i know like nothing about Skyrim the board game. well I
1: think it's so but my ho- I think it's so new like people maybe most people maybe haven't even gotten it yet possibly so oh, I think it it's maybe a little too early to kind of uh, judge it based on kind of where it ranks
0: okay well all that being said I'm hoping that this is is pretty epic <laughs> I will say there's a video listed for it on board game geek with it was like featuring all the producers and designers of this game It was hardcore scripted, man. And what I mean by that is it was formatted like they were interviewing each of the different people, like the artist and then the game developer and the producer. Uh Like they're looking at the camera, looking to the side of the camera, like they're answering questions or something. But then they're so monologue, just obviously reading off of a script. So
1: you (laughs) got to know what I'm going to you got to know what I'm going to ask you next. Is it better or worse? than the release than the announcement <laughs> videos for uh the expansions for Doom oh, period.
0: It um it, it was on, on par. par It's like we're comparing a, a worker placement game to a deck builder game. They're they're different worlds, but they're both terrible.
1: Both you don't like worker placement or deck building. Okay. No 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 know.
0: no I'm saying the <laughs> apples and oranges <laughs> is what I'm saying. Okay. So they're both equal levels of bad but in different ways.
1: Still not quite sure I'm, I'm tracking, but, you know, I'll just say yes and let's move <laughs> okay, on. never
0: mind. Uh, Wait, final note. It's by Chip Theory Games, and they make good stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: My number three is a game. Actually, this is one I had forgotten about, but I have heard of before and I was interested in. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. It's either Ryozen or Ryozen or something like that. It's R-Y-O-Z-E-N. Um. Okay. This is a worker placement game, uh, but there's a lot of different sections of the board and the workers are double-sided. They're, they're not like... Uh, they're basically like um, tiles instead of workers, kind of like um, Underwater City-style workers. You know, they're, they're actually just tiles that you place out, but they're double-sided. And so you can use them two different ways, and depending on where you go on the board, you want to use them differently, I guess. Um, but then I believe you can also like upgrade them and get new ones uh, that have different, that function a little bit differently. Um, and I always like that in worker placement. Any worker placement game that can say, hey, not all your workers are the same, but you can have some workers that are special. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, expand, the Tuscany expansion for Viticulture was like, hey, here's two fancy nah. special workers that you can get if you want. Uh, that'll do something a little bit different than the rest of your workers. I like that a lot i think that's a good way to mess with the worker placement mechanism um other than that it's pretty abstracted i don't know if the theme the theme is kind of i don't know it's kind of a chinese or japanese themed game and there's some animals but honestly it seems like the theme doesn't necessarily integrate too well um but I guess there's a lot of good player interaction, kind of indirect player interaction as far as kind of blocking spots. But not just blocking spots, but like where you go and influencing that area of the board in a way that other people might not like so much. And so then they want to go to that part of the board and kind of change it back to how they want it necessarily. So there's kind of like a tug of war, I think, in a few different parts of the board. In hmm. yeah, I don't know. It just seems it looks really cool. Um, I think it, it's kind of, it's like a circular board or something. Um, and then there's, the one thing I don't like is that there's this big kind of cardboard, um, I don't know, like Chinese, I don't know, like Kung Fu Panda style temple house, whatever in the middle. Um, cardboard? No, sorry, not, well, yeah, like cardboard, like your normal, like the Everdell tree or whatever. It's that kind of thing in the middle of the board where it doesn't oh, really okay. serve <laughs> a purpose and it might yeah. even kind of block, because it's a circular board with spots all around. It might even kind of block vision a little uh-huh. bit that I don't like it seems like a gimmicky thing where they're just like hey look how cool this is but the rest of the game seems really solid and uh, yeah I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by it
0: okay I haven't heard of that one that sounds pretty dope yeah for sure yeah okay my number two getting close to the finale here scholars of the south tigris oh
1: for me. I'm assuming this is what you thought what the crossover was
0: uh maybe I Possibly. yeah so I did go ahead, go ahead. Did you put Wayfarers?
1: No, 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 I'll say nothing yet. Well,
0: uh, no, 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 no spoilers. I didn't put Wayfarers because Wayfarers, no. uh, we. we huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's already what? come out. Yeah, that's
1: that's not a 2023 game.
0: Yeah, yeah, BGG has it like 2022, um, and you you can actually buy it. Yeah, now. for sure. Um, Shem Phillips himself assured me that you can buy it online, so it's there. But um, Scholars is should be coming out this year. Uh, maybe if you look in Board Game Geek, it has like a picture of the complete design um i think shem said that this one they designed before yeah yeah um and in his words i mean if you listen to the podcast he said this is quite a strange beast which excites me because shem phillips has some dope games Uh out there um and if he is publicly admitting that this is going to be pretty different that's awesome i think he said it's the heaviest like most euroy game they produced at this point. And on the geek, it's like a not that weight ratings necessarily have too much value depending on how long the game's been out. It's like 4.32. Four five. or something.
1: 4.45. 445. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think which is heck. Thinking back to the the episode with Shem, which actually, yeah, I don't know. That was a little while ago. But uh I believe he said that it was such a different concept kind of that they didn't think it was a good way to start mm-hmm. out the trilogy. They wanted something a little <laughs> yeah. more like Gateway ish, uh-huh. I guess, even though apparently Wayfarers is also kind of a heavy game, it was something that was at least a little more yeah. familiar. Uh, so, yeah, that also intrigues me quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I don't really know much more about it beyond that, but he is, Shem's got a great track record. So, For bring sure.
1: it. Yeah, spoilers. I did yeah. not even think about this. Um, this. Really? Yeah, this would be on my list. I don't know where exactly, but it would definitely be in my top five. So forget about Terraforming Mars, the okay. dice game. That that game looks like trash. <laughs> okay. uh, it's not on my list anymore, and <laughs> Scholars is somewhere on my list. So I'm just going to uh, retcon a little
0: bit there. The integrity of it. I love it. <laughs> All
1: right, my number two is uh, a game by Matago Games, uh, which is the company that put out Kemet and cyclades yeah. and innis i believe and this game apparently i've never played innis this game is kind of the spiritual successor to that it sounds like uh this is galactic renaissance um but i don't think it's
0: it's a weird <laughs> yeah so weird it's it's name.
1: a it's kind of a political space game um so you you are going to different planets uh you're selling you're s- not selling you're sending kind of ambassadors or delegates to different planets uh kind of trying to influence them i guess uh but it's not a combat game or anything like that there's some player interaction where like if you have too many delegates on a planet there's kind of like a there's unrest on the planet they don't like you sending other people there and so you might have to like take some of your people off um but yeah there's also not a ton of information yet on this one either but it's it's it, it feels like it should be a big sprawling game but i don't think it is um it's kind of like there's just a bunch of planets, and there's actually even a little bit of deck building, uh, like very like even less deck building than Dune Imperium, like very little. But you can kind of get some special cards wow. to make your experience a little more asymmetrical, a little more unique from the other people playing the game. Um, and you kind of have roles. I think it's kind of like um, uh, Aquatica or something like that, where you all have a similar hand and you pick a role each round, uh, kind of to okay. use that card, or to use um, and you might even be able to play a couple on your turn depending, so it seems cool, I like that kind of thing where you have a kind of a hand of cards that give you actions, but then you can add to that hand and take away from that hand uh, to make your, like I said to make your experience a little little unique from the other people and give you some special powers Um, but as far as the actual core, I don't know too much except that you're kind of sending delegates out and kind of influencing these other planets and yeah um the look of the game is really cool it has a i mean it's space themed obviously but then it kind of has an old timey medieval uh style of art to it also and that's kind of a cool blend uh if for those of you listening if you go on the geek and look this game up galactic renaissance it's yeah it, it has a it has a cool uh cool theme and and very cool art so
0: I have literally heard nothing about this until now, and that sounds pretty... Yeah, mo- it looks
1: it looks very cool. And Matico has a good track record. Like mm-hmm. I said, Kemet, Innocence and Cyclades were all very well-received games. So, yeah, hoping to continue mm-hmm. the trend.
0: Okay, I'm going to keep an eye out for that one. I guess it's time for what? the number yeah, one. Yeah, number
1: one. Okay, what are you most excited yeah, for, Cody? It's not Scholars. That surprises me. Ah, yeah. So, I would have guessed actually... Well, if I thought about it, probably I would
0: have guessed that that would be your number one. So,
1: yeah, okay. Okay.
0: Well, if you had thought about it, you would have been wrong. So you are right for having not thought about it? Mm, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Too much intro. My number one is Flow, homie. Really?
1: Okay, right on. Yeah. Did have, this is
0: not what I thought the so, crossover
1: would be. I thought it was going to be Terraforming Mars. Yeah. But.
0: So this, this is one, I can actually remember seeing this one when I was looking up upcoming games like a couple months ago, uh, and then I saw it again in the list that I was researching. And just for one, the cover, that grips me first. I'm like, this looks really everdell And sure enough, it's the same artist who did ah, Everdell. Okay. Uh, same guy who did Tapestry as well. Oh. And so like kind of like you said there's really not that much information out on it other than it seems to be an adventure rpg sort of sandboxy where you can you can be exploring the waters going out places or you can just kick back and i don't know with a spa or something whatever they have (laughs) back in the town Uh, but what's cool about it is when you're just looking at the cover it looks like little everdell furry creatures yeah it does Um, but when you look closer it's actually, oh, it's like these little um, species or races that they made for. It. It's like an Everdell-style game where the the creatures don't exist in real uh. life, or artwork, I suppose. Like one of the guys is like a little uh, Lilo and Stitch, sure, yeah, kind of like fiddler, little Frankenstein creatures. Like. Yeah, um, I looked up the designer. It's Henry Aduban um i haven't played anything he's done but he has quite a few high level games out there so i have confidence that this is going to be a pretty pretty dope game
1: yeah awesome well that i'm glad we had a crossover and i'm i'm interested yeah. that it was that one um yeah interesting i like i said i i'm almost positive it's kickstarter and almost positive we won't see this this game won't be in anybody's <laughs> hands this year but
0: you know i could be wrong yeah uh. It's still anticipated, so it counts. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: For sure. Hey, it was on my list, too. I mean, what am I going to do? Tell you you're wrong?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. All right. What's your number my one? My number
1: homie? one is a big, sprawling euro. Uh, and this is called uh, Copan or Copan Dying City. Um, it's a predominantly wow. worker what? placement game. <laughs> uh and there's there's like i said it's a big sprawling year old so there's a lot going on Um, you've got your own player board with some tracks on it some like uh, attribute tracks that you're trying to get up Uh, you can draft or kind of purchase cards that are in a market on the board uh, that give you that affect your abilities um there's this interesting kind of tile placement thing going on in the center of the board kind of like your i don't know if you're building a temp some kind of ziggurat or temple or something um but there's a bunch of different sections of the board that are all very different worker placement sections um there's a bunch of tracks on the board also that you're moving up on uh kind of tactile type things that you can draft um, but what intrigued me most about this game is that so the theme is that the city is kind of dying and the game starts out where resources are very, very plentiful, and you can kind of very easily do whatever you want. And as the game goes on, resources get more and more scarce until you're really kind of scrapping for things towards the end of the game. So it kind of, have this, it kind of flips uh, a lot of games on its head where like you kind of start out with nothing, and you build up, and you get really plentiful, and you've got all sorts of resources. It does the exact opposite, where you start out with a bunch of stuff available to you, and things are easy to do but actions get harder and resources get more scarce as the game goes on. So that especially really intrigued me. The game looks really cool. It has a great look to it. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this one. I think, well, obviously I was going to say more excited for this than the other games, but you know, this being my number one, I I feel like I shouldn't have to say that.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Comes with the
1: territory. But it looks great. It looks really great. Yeah. so yeah, it's from Holy Grail Games, which I can't, I, feel, I I can't remember exactly what else they've put out, but I think they just put something out this year also that did pretty well. Um, so yeah, that's my number one Copan or Copan, Dying City.
0: Okay. That sounds pretty interesting. I really like that concept of you start with more resources and dwindle. Yeah, and I've
1: always liked the kind of South American uh, theme Um and so, but I've never actually had a board game that actually has that theme. And so, yeah, I would not mm. be opposed to getting this out. I just I don't think it's super heavy, but it, there's definitely a lot going on. It's maybe one of those things where it's like, there's the the complexity of the game comes from the fact that there's so many things going on, you know, and it's kind of hard to wrap mm. your 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 head around all the stuff that needs to be done. So, yeah, no, it looks great.
0: Well, I think that's a between the two of us, pretty nice list we yeah, have. Yeah, only
1: one crossover, which is probably good, so people can, can be exposed to a little bit more. Um, sure. So, my question for you is: Do of the of your five games you picked, do you mm-hmm. think there's, do you think you'll actually acquire any of those in the upcoming year?
0: Ooh, good question. Um, I think maybe Scholars of the South Tigris. Uh huh. I don't know much about the production of the other games, but I think since Scholars is basically already done, to my knowledge, um, it just has to go through the, you know, standard industry standards yeah. processes to get it out into the world. And I know that Garfield Games is pretty good about yeah. getting them I out on a timely fashion. I wouldn't be
1: worried about it coming out on schedule.
0: Yeah. So I'll probably grab that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if any of the other games will be available or not. Yeah, right. How about you? How about yours?
1: I kind of want to say I'd get Terraforming Mars the Dice game, but I think I'd rather somebody else get it and I'd want to play it first, you know? <laughs> like make somebody else do
0: I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> but I,
1: I feel like it's a game that I like. It could be a hit. It could be a miss. I want it to be really good, but I feel like I wouldn't want to pull the trigger on it without without trying it. Um, hmm. Ryozin also seems really cool. Uh, I think it's gonna be a Kickstarter. Kickstarter scare me a little bit, but I, I yeah. would like to try that one. But man, Copan Dying City, I really I just I really want to. I just it's it's so daunting in the sense that like I don't know a lot of a lot of changes are gonna happen in my life and I don't know if I'll have people to play it with necessarily if I get it. You know, that's the uh. thing. Got and so, gotcha. but man, it really it really interests me a lot, and that's that's definitely the one I think I'd be most likely to get out of all five of mine. So, um, for those of you who are sounds like a crisis for those of you listening who are like ah this person is terrible I can't believe he didn't mention such and such a game I have three follow ups I'd like to mention that almost made my list. Oh um my number six was another one actually that came to mind right away when i thought of this list and it didn't quite make it and that is unconscious mind uh which is a game about freud actually and you're kind of like one of freud's uh people that he i don't know one of his other philosophers that he philosophizes philosophize with um (laughs) sure and you're basically you have you have patience that you're trying to kind of interpret, not interpret, but like kind of understand their dreams and help them kind of get better. Uh, big Euro game. Looks awesome. My number seven is Steam Up, which is the exact opposite. It's a very simple game about making dim sum, which I believe is some type of Korean food or something, but much very simple game. Chinese, I think. Uh, and then my number eight is Voidfall, uh, which just looks awesome. It's the same artist who did Black Angel, uh, another like very cool looking space game but the more i looked into it the less it seemed like my kind of game but it looks awesome and i think it's going to be a big game next year for sure Mm.
0: okay yeah i had a couple of follow-ups i mean again i made a list of like 10 games that sounded intriguing and some of them i definitely just nixed i'm like nah but i've got a daimyo battle for japan you heard of this one so this is going to be like an area control alliances and combat and honor Japanese game. Uh, but Martin Wallace worked on okay. this one. So that's seems like kind of an odd combination, well, but I, I'm excited to learn more about it.
1: I don't know. Uh, what'd you say it was called? Daimyo what? Daimyo Battle for Japan. Battle for Japan. Um, so yeah. Martin Wallace actually. Is it Martin Wallace? I think he just started his own production company. I believe did he? he did, and so I wonder if this is maybe one of the first games that he's going to be putting out. Um, I can't remember what the, his so this one this game is being put out by Stone Sword Games. I don't know if that's his company or not, but I believe it was Martin Wallace that is, um, yeah, starting his own kind co- of uh, company. So,
0: okay, I would get behind that if yeah, that's what it is. I'm going to click on Stone Sword Games here. Uh, set up in 2019 by developers James yeah. Faulkner and Paul Guess David not. Allen. So it doesn't look like it. Huh. Um, really, the only other one of note I had was Forges of Ravenshire.
1: Not familiar either.
0: Uh, if you look up this one, pardon my my typing. i to get it pulled up, folks. The cover is like a badger with a hammer. Awesome at an and i'm already on board <laughs> so sign me up yeah it's there's not too much info about this thing i don't know it sort of reminded me of furnace just looking at the <laughs> cover that probably has like nothing to do with it and again there's not much info out about it and that's why i kind of left it off my list because sure. i didn't really feel like i could just putting much about it but uh, yeah yeah but it looks pretty good it doesn't have many ratings but it's a 9.0 <laughs> wow <laughs> Um, Out of three ratings. (laughs) So last but not
1: least, I wanted to point out, Bloodstones is the Barton Wallace game that is coming out in 2023, and it is from Wallace Designs. So that is his company. Very original. Yeah, right. Um, But hey, that's, (laughs) you know what? That's a game that's going to put out some quality games, let me tell you. So
0: it's awesome. Well,
1: I think we're probably running pretty
0: long here. Yeah, but it's been a while since we recorded. So... That's fine. You know what? We we earned this, but we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, we did. Hey, on the Martin Wallace thing, though, we should have him on the show soon-ish at some point. And Maybe. talk about Anno Eighteen Hundred. He's uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about brass and the Great Journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nate, do you do you have any closing words of encouragement for our audience?
1: Yeah, I would just like to point out that. Um... You know, I was watching a Dice Tower video the other day, and I believe it was top 10 games hey, that are worth good. the effort. And I believe very high on someone's list was Anno 1800. So, Cody, I just feel like we should maybe be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> However, I have I have absolutely no drive whatsoever to pick that game back up. So it's just not going to happen.
0: <laughs> Here's my question. Whose list I was it I think it was Tom. Uh well but I'm not no it might have been
1: Mike screw you Tom. I, I don't know I
0: don't know <laughs> if it was I Mike if it was Mike I wouldn't feel as bad if it was Z I'd probably just ignore it
1: so I don't know if I'd call that words of encouragement but if you just played Anno 1800 and you were discouraged <laughs> somebody not us but somebody out there thinks you should keep playing it so you know what <laughs> you know,
0: take it for what it's worth you just need to try yeah. harder and remember your Kickstarter is not going to be shipped on time Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in. Look, wow, it's both Nate and I doing the outro live wow. thing. Say I, hi, am, Nate.
1: I am also outroing like I was planning on doing.
0: It's crazy. What should the people know? What should they do? They need a like and comment, subscribe and stuff if you're on YouTube to show your support and to make us feel good about ourselves in these dark yes, times. Yes, and if
1: you're, if you're listening on uh, Spotify or something like that, also leaving a rating would be awesome. Uh, or just even following yeah. the show, downloading podcasts yeah we appreciate it all and hey you know what if this is the first one you've listened to go back and listen to some of the other ones we've got some interviews that are awesome and uh some more of uh, a lot of this style also just cody and i you know just kind of bantering
0: so yeah and my outro track isn't that long so <laughs> bye